Previously on Transformers University, we met the cast and characters from Season 1 and the first half of Season 2, and now we continue on in our series about the voice actors that make up the characters we've grown to know and love. Season 2, Part 2, meet the cast right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 34 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Bertalli, owner, operator, madman behind the website, tfu.info. And today we have another special video edition for you of our Meet the Cast series. We are delving into the back half of season two, season two, part two. And you can catch this video with all the associated visuals on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tfuinfo. It's youtube.com slash tfuinfo, where you can actually see pictures of the folks that voice these characters. So, without further ado, it's time to meet the cast of Season 2, Part 2. On the back half of Transformers Season 2, the cast grew tremendously. In the final 24 episodes, nearly 40 new Cybertronians were introduced, along with dozens of humans, aliens, and creatures. Along with the actors and actresses chronicled in the first three parts of this series, over 20 new voice artists joined the fray, including one you probably know by name already. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. Alright, Rob Paulson wasn't in Fight Club, that was Meatloaf, but he is one of the most prolific voice actors of his generation. His credits include the Animaniacs Yakko, the genius Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, and Arthur from The Tick. Uh, Tick? You're not planning on keeping that thing. He has also played two different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Raphael in the original 1987 series, and Donatello in the 2012 Nickelodeon version. Before portraying Aerialbot's Air Raid and Slingshot in Transformers, Paulson had a few on-screen roles, such as this one in the cult classic, Hamburger, the motion picture. Ah, you're clean, Doc. Say, Doc, why don't you call them uh, dog balls? And speaking of the original Ninja Turtles and the tick... Come on, man! Let's bark up the right tree together! Townsend Coleman, voice of the original tick and Michelangelo, had a small role in the final episode of season two as Martin, whose partner in crime, Roland, get it, was portrayed by Michael Sheehan, a career voiceover artist who was no stranger to playing robots. Who's that babe on your desk with the big floppy disks? <laughs> Staying Judge Harry's courtroom, two season two voice actors had reoccurring roles in season eight of Night Court. Milton Jamin, a.k.a. Milton James, was the Combaticon blastoff, while S. Mark Jordan was the Combaticon leader, Onslaught. Here, the two appear together in this scene, James as the banker Mr. Hampton, and Jordan as the blind newspaper stand owner, Jack. Mr. Fielding! Ah, uh, Mr. Hampton, the banker extraordinaire. <laughs> a banker that makes house calls? Hey, you manage an eight-figure account, they follow you to the can. <laughs> Swindle was voiced by Johnny Hamer. I'm unloading some junk. You got a problem with that? Probably best known for portraying Staff Sergeant Zelmo Zale on MASH. See you later, buzzard beak. Rounding out the Combaticons, late Ellie morning radio host Tony St. James played Brawl. I say we attack the Earth now and crush Megatron like an Insecticon! While the combined form of Bruticus was voiced by Roger C. Carmel, best known as Star Trek's Harry Mudd. Ah! 
<laughs> that, gentlemen, is a shrine to the memory of my beloved Stella. And Colonel Gum from the 1966 Batman series. Bruce Wayne was in the shop of his stamp dealer yesterday afternoon. Carmel also voiced Motormaster and Menasaur. But he wasn't the only voice of Menasaur. Can't be! I, Menasaur! Me! Before becoming a combiner, Regis Cordick's career spanned all the way back to the late 1960s. In his first on-screen role, he helped the monkeys teach the original Eddie Munster, Butch Patrick, about the spirit of Christmas. Oh, don't worry about the money. Pay me after Christmas. Business has been picking up. <laughs> Menasaur wasn't the only part of the Stunticons to see split vocal duties. Breakdown was initially voiced by Jack Angel before Alan Oppenheimer took over. See the previous part of this series for more on those two. Career voiceover actor Philip Clark would play both Dead End and the human race car driver Augie Kinney. Open up! I'm driving! Terry McGovern played Wild Rider, but is best known as Disney's Launchpad McQuack. I am the good that flutters in the night! No! Ooh! Day! McGovern also has done something only a few actors of his time has done. He appeared in the George Lucas film American Graffiti. Experience life! Have some fun! And in the TV series heavily influenced by that film, Happy Days. This is the theater! This is drama! This isn't checking out at the Piggly Wiggly! Rounding out the Stunticons, Dragstrip was voiced by Ron Gans, perhaps best known for his role as Armus on Star Trek The Next Generation. I am a skin of evil, left here by a race of titans. And for being the voice of numerous 1970s exploitation film trailers. Come and spend a night with the night call nurses, experts in their profession. They nurse patients the way no doctor can. Nurses dispensing pills and thrills. They give out more than first aid. Speaking of first aid, the Protectabots were the only Season 2 Combiner team to be voiced entirely by previous cast members. Michael Bell would play first aid, Peter Cullen would voice Streetwise, Dan Gilvezan would play their leader, Hotspot, and Frank Welker would pull double duty, as Blades and Groove. The combined form of Defensor would be performed by Chris Lotta. Welker would also split time as the Aerialbot Combiner, Superion, along with Ed Gilbert, while Gilvezan would get to voice one of only two lines ever spoken by the Autobot car, Skids. We'll stop him at the 10 yard line! In Skids' only other appearance, he would be voiced by Michael Chain. Robotic insecticide? Charlie Adler would join the cast as the Aerialbot leader, Silverbolt, though predominantly a voice actor best known for his role as Buster Bunny of Tiny Toons, Adler had a reoccurring role on The Red Fox Show in 1986 as Rita. Hi, Al. Hey, what's happening, Ralph? Al, I paid 90 bucks for this dress at Bloomies. Please, call me Rita. <laughs> Your lips might be whispering Rita, but those side 13 shoes is screaming Ralph. <laughs> Face it, Al, you're just not an 80s kind of guy. Also seen regularly on TV in the 1980s, Fireflight's voice Jeff McKay was a series regular on Magnum P.I. and cousin to Robert Redford. Oh, no, you don't. I don't suppose you came all the way over here to bring me donuts, huh? The final aerial bot, Skydive, was played by... And here's the host of I'm Telling, Laurie Fosso! Thank you. 
as host of this short-lived kids game show in the vein of the newlywed game, Faso would find out how much these young siblings know about one another, including future Fast and the Furious star Paul Walker and acting twins Marissa and Giovanni Ribisi. And not to be left out of the TMNT tie-ins, Faso was Raphael in The Secret of the Ooze. He would also voice a young robot with a big future. I'm Orion, Orion Pax. Before he was Optimus Prime, Orion Pax was just one of the many Autobots we'd meet on Cybertron, past and present in season two. Among those we'd meet would be the bounty hunter, Devcon, voiced by John Stevenson. Stevenson would also split vocal duties with Corey Burton for Alpha Trion. In addition, Burton would voice Orion Pax's buddy, Dion, and Vector Sigma. I am Vector Sigma. Before Cybertron was, I was. Alongside Pax and Dion, we'd meet Ariel, played by Samantha Newark. You probably know her as Jem, the truly outrageous star of the series by the same name. Or the spectacular flop of a film from 2015, Jem and the Holograms, where Newark had a cameo role alongside her modern counterpart. Pink. I mean... It's always been my favorite color. Ariel would go on to become Elita One, the leader of a ragtag group of female Autobots protecting Cybertron. Among those Autobots were Firestar and Moonraiser, both voiced by previous cast member Morgan Lofting, while Elita One was voiced by Marlene Aragon, best known for playing Cheetah on Super Friends and Gem's supercomputer Synergy. I am Synergy, a holographic computer designed to be the ultimate audiovisual entertainment synthesizer. Chromia would be played by Linda Gary, probably best known to Transformers fans as playing every important female character on He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. She was Tila, Evil Lynn, Queen Marlena, and the Sorceress, but she also had a few on-screen roles, such as this one as the boutique owner in the 1977 film Joyride to Nowhere. Gary would also play Talaria, one of the numerous alien or creature roles throughout Season 2. In other such roles, voice director Wally Burrow would lend his talents to bring to life the energy being Kremzeke. <laughs> On Earth, T.K. Carter would play Rocksteady, a member of the Bop Crew. Carter is the reason why Punky Brewster was able to save her friend Cherry from the refrigerator of death. Named after three New York hotels, Astoria Carlton Ritz would be brought to life by Laurie O'Brien. Aside from being the girl who loved Powerglide, O'Brien is best known from playing Piggy on The Muppet Babies. Finally, before taking on the role that would land her in the Transformers Hall of Fame, Susan Blue made her Transformers debut as Karen Fishhook in Hoist Goes Hollywood. No stranger to Hollywood herself, Blue had a few on-screen roles prior to her voice career, such as this episode of Three's Company, where there was a misunderstanding. I'm not thirsty. Oh, good. I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> and in her TV debut in this 1974 episode of Kojak. Well, to tell you the truth, I wasn't really paying a lot of attention. And, of course, we'll get to know Susan Blue and many others as this series continues on to Transformers the movie and beyond. Till next time, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and share this video with all of your friends. For Transformers University, I'm Anthony Bricali. Until next time, see ya. I hope you swung on by the YouTube channel and checked out that video. And if you haven't, go for it right now. YouTube.com slash TFU info. That's YouTube.com slash TFU INFO. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. And we will be covering New York Comic Con 
in just under two weeks, and there will be lots of live content coming on that YouTube channel from New York Comic Con. And that will wrap things up for this episode of Transformers University. Once again, I am your host, Anthony Brucalli. Next week, we are jumping back into the cartoon with episodes 26 through 30 as we continue our way through 1985 and on to Transformers the movie. Until next time, you catch me on social media, on Twitter at TFU underscore info, on Facebook.com slash TFU info, Instagram.com slash TFU info, where I post my daily desk bot. Uh, each day, we take a photo of a Transformers toy that I've probably brought into work with me. Uh, or if I'm working from home, then I, uh, I try to do something a little uh, weirder, wilder, rarer. And uh, there's some, been some interesting stuff there. So if you haven't checked out the social media, please do so. As always, if you'd like to support the show, swing on by our Patreon. Patreon.com slash info. You could have heard this show and seen the video at least one full day before everyone else. And if you use Amazon, please use our Amazon link. TFU.info slash Amazon. Uh, anything you buy, Amazon will just send a couple pennies back my way to help support this program. As always, I'd like to thank you for being part of the show and thank you for all your help, support, and feedback. Look forward to the next time we do this. So until then, see you.